The book of Jeremiah the prophet is a very interesting book, and there's a lot of things about it that um, we can really like. Now, what happened? Um, there were uh, a lot of men and women in a place called Israel. It's a big nation that lived in the past, and they um, they did a lot of really bad things. They did human trafficking, they did human sacrifice, child sacrifice, child trafficking, rape, murder, all kinds of really bizarre and strange things. And so when they... Um, when they did all this bad stuff, God did something strange. He gave them a choice. He's like, do you accept your punishment or do you want to repent? And they were like... We will not repent. We accept our punishment. So they went into captivity. Now, it's really sad because there's a king at this time named uh, Zedekiah. And uh, Zedekiah, king in Israel, he gets taken into captivity. And so God gave... Uh, Zedekiah's father was a king. So when Zedekiah was a child, uh, Zedekiah's father was king in Israel. And God spoke to... Uh, his father and said, okay, if you, if you don't fix all these problems in Israel, they're going to go into captivity and your children are going to get all their dicks cut off. And so this King Zedekiah, he's, he's a child at this time. So he's not a King yet. And his father hears this and his father's like, I don't give a fuck. I guess it's fine if it's good in my day. I mean, what a bastard father. I mean, that's just awful. So all he had to do as King was about 10 minutes of work. And if he got everyone and all the men in Israel to do it, it might have been done in three days. I mean, it would have been easy. Now, this isn't like a holy number. It's just a factual number. If they worked, you know, eight hours a day for three days, they probably could have got it all done. And then maybe Zedekiah could have kept his dick, you know? But um, it happens that, that no one repents in Israel. They, they, choose their, they accept their punishment. They choose punishment. And then also, um, their punishment is captivity and a bunch of men get their dicks cut off. So in the book of Jer Jeremiah, it's an awful and horrible book that I hate because it's really sad you got a bunch of men and women. These men go there and get their dicks cut off. I mean, that's awful. Now, why do kings do this? It's cruel. They didn't want Zedekiah to have any more children because then if Zedekiah had a son who had a son, Zedekiah's grandson might have tried to rebel and go back to and be a king because he's like, I should have been a king. So now Zedekiah can't have any more children. So what they'll often do when they take a, a man captive is they'll cut his dick off, cut his balls off, and then they'll, um, so we can't have any more children. They kill all that man's children. And so when we get to the book of Jeremiah at the very end, I mean, this isn't that long. It's quite a long book, but it feels just so long. We find out what happened to Zedekiah. The king cut Zedekiah's dick off and then showed him kindness. I mean, it's just a fucking bizarre book. The whole book of Jeremiah is fucking bizarre. And so when we read the book of Jeremiah, God tells them clearly what to do so they're not in captivity anymore. In the book of Isaiah, he tells them what to do so they don't go into captivity. So if you heard my last podcast, or if you even read um, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, you know what to do. What do we do? Well, we don't make a deal with the devil. We don't make a covenant with death or an agreement with hell. That's a devil deal, both of those. We don't worship the devil. We don't do human trafficking or child sacrifice. You know, I mean, this is easy stuff that anyone can do. I, I'll tell you right now, I can live my whole life without doing human sacrifice. Can't you? Israel couldn't. It was too hard for them. So Jeremiah is a man that has a lot of faith. And he obeyed God. And uh, next year he'll be one year old. He's born again. And so when we go through this book, we're reading the words of a man who lives in the earth right now. He's been born again. He's, he's a baby 
he's a man who obeys God and he wants to live in the earth again and he doesn't want to live in captivity. See, he lived in this miserable time. He wrote two books, this book and the next one called Lamentations. Lamentations are fucking sad. That's when a mother watches her baby slowly starve to death because the mother's also starving and her breasts are no longer producing milk. Okay, Lamentation is fucking horribly sad. They were, um, Lamentation is when they were taken from Israel, they're being taken to Babylon and so they're just sitting there dying then the next day they get up they walk a short distance they sit down and they watch everyone slowly starve i mean it's fucking horrible that's the lamentations you know in part so when we get into the book of uh, jeremiah there's an incredible amount of knowledge and wisdom we can get by considering the word of god we can grow in knowledge and wisdom through reading this book um but i don't like all of the horribly sad stuff and so what i remind myself is israel's bunch of dumb fucks that chose it i would never choose this they literally chose punishment rather than repentance. So if you want to summarize the whole book of Jeremiah, here's the whole summary from the Messiah. Repent. Don't choose punishment, but repent instead. If you only have two choices, repentance or punishment, repent. Now, when I read this book, uh, my Bible has headings over the top, and it says something really interesting. The book of the prophet Jeremiah visions of impending judgments the sins of a place called judah it's like a it's like it's, called, it's like a nation within a nation god calls it a tribe and now israel and judah are urged to repent and just these headings keep clearing uh clear, like clarifying it i guess in a way punishment not total destruction so they chose punishment and that's in the book of deuteronomy mm. leviticus excuse me that's in the book of leviticus so God talked a long time ago when Moses was with them about choosing their punishment. And in the book of Leviticus, chapter, I'll have that in a second. I apologize. I forgot. 26. I'm glad I looked. I thought it was a 28. So in chapter 26 of the book of Leviticus, verse 41 God talks about what will happen, and he talks about it again in verse 43, so you can read all that section if you want to know about it. So what did they do uh, when they went into captivity? They lamented on their way there, and then a bunch of bad stuff happened. So Jeremiah is with them. He's in, there during the Lamentations. He, he wrote the book of Lamentations before all this happened. He wrote the book of Jeremiah before it all happened. He prophesied to them somewhat before it all happened, and then they go into captivity. They didn't listen to Isaiah. They didn't listen to Jeremiah. They didn't listen to anyone. And then when God gives them a choice, they just chose to uh, be bad. So God God asked them a question. How long shall um, ye halt between two opinions? Which is it? God's way or Lucifer's way? I mean, it's that simple. So if you want to avoid bad things happening in your life, reject Lucifer's way entirely. Choose God's way in every way. And then maybe these kinds of bad things won't happen. Maybe you'll save your dick. So another way to look at the book of Jeremiah is, how can I save my dick? Well, you got a few options. But if you really want to save your dick, don't go into captivity where someone wants to cut your dick off. Don't choose your punishment. Never surrender. Fight for your life. And maybe you'll save your dick. It's better to, to die and be raised from the dead by God. It's better to die fighting for your life knowing you can be born again like the prophet Jeremiah, it's better than losing your dick. Losing your dick is not acceptable as a man. 
It never was and it never will be. So if someone tries to take you into captivity, fight for your life. If you know captivity is coming, repent. And if God says, well, you're the only one in the whole kingdom who repented, so they're still going to captivity, then leave. Leave the nation, wait till they go into captivity, and then come back. And you have the whole kingdom to yourself and your dick. You have a dick and a kingdom. Now you're the king. So keep your dick. Be a king. <laughs> fight for your life. And so if this is going to happen, you're like, you know, I foresee destruction. Leave. And come back with your dick. <laughs> Fuck, you'll be, have the whole kingdom yourself. You can have your dick in your hand. No one will even think it's weird. It's your dick. <laughs> you're the only one there. And you can be the king. And you can do it all over better than Israel did. So no one even did that in Israel. They just went into captivity because they're that dumb. So when you read this book of Jeremiah, there's too many chapters for me to go through each of them one at a time. But here's what you find. Lucifer doesn't want anyone to hear the words of Jeremiah because they clearly know how to get out of kept captivity. Every chapter, God tells them exactly what to do. Every chapter. And um, what do they do? It says it in every chapter. So if you read one chapter in the book of Jeremiah, God tells them exactly what to do so they're not in captivity. But there's more. So if you're looking for other stuff, you can grow in knowledge and wisdom. You can learn how to keep your dick. You can uh, learn how to be a king on accident. <laughs> a dick with a uh, king, excuse me, a king with a dick, not a dick with a king, excuse me. A king with a dick. <coughs> uh, you learn to uh, hear the word of God and believe it. You learn to choose. If there's two opinions, choose one. Don't halt. Uh, between two opinions. But instead, choose one. Choose one opinion. And then uh, there's some more. Um, there's a lot of prophecies in the book of Jeremiah. Now, this all happened in the past, but there's a lot of prophecy. And if you have a lot of insight and you know the word of God really well, you'll see that there's a lot of prophecy in the book of Jeremiah. And you can see things that will happen in the future. Uh, as well, unfortunately, because uh, Babylon will be built again. Now, initially, it might not be called Babylon. Lucifer wants to call it something different. Uh, it'll probably be called New something stupid. He wants to call it New Brunswick. He wants it to sound rich, like there's wealth there or something. So we can go through here in this book of Jeremiah and consider just how stupid Lucifer is. Lucifer's like, let's build Babylon. And now Lucifer wants to offer Babylon as an alternative. So you're thinking, okay, I got two opinions, Israel or Babylon. Which do I choose? Lucifer's like, choose Babylon. How'd it go last time? They lost their dicks. I mean, it went horrible. You're like, what's great about Babylon? Well, you'll lose your dick and you'll be a slave, basically. Yeah, captivity's not exactly like being a slave, but it's like bondage and a little bit of slavery, a lot of bondage. Uh, sometimes, but not always. Not a lot of freedom. A bunch of dickless men. A bunch of women that if they want to fuck their husband now, they can't. He's going to be sad forever. She's going to think he's less of a man. And if she decides to rub one off, you know, and have a masturbation orgasm, now she's going to look at her husband and be like, oh, I'm going to do this alone now because he can't even participate. I mean, it's a fucking bizarre situation. They're like, well, all of these women chose dickless husbands. Not all of them, but they, they didn't know. It's a dickless lottery. How many dicks will they cut off? She didn't know. She's like, well, I won't repent. My husband won't either. So he'll just get his dick chopped off and I'll never have sex again. I mean, it's a fucking stupid situation. They chose stupidity. So when, ba when Lucifer wants to sell Babylon, he's like, come to Babylon. It's an alternative to God. Well, what do you get? Dicklessness? Celibacy on accident? Accidental celibacy? Misery? Lamentation? Poverty? What does Lucifer promise? Wealth? What do you get? Poverty? What does Lucifer promise? Happiness? Joy? Being gay? What do you get? Lamentation? What does Lucifer promise? 
sin, sexual sin. He promises that you can sin sexually, you can commit fornication and adultery, but you can't. You get dicklessness. See, Lucifer doesn't fulfill any of his promises. You go to Babylon, you lose your dick. You can't even commit adultery. Lucifer is so fucking stupid, he sabotages his own plans. And so these men that got taken into captivity lost their dicks. Lucifer wants every man to commit adultery, and then they finally get there, and they get their dicks chopped off. He, Lucifer is so stupid, he probably tempted dickless men to adultery. They can't. They don't have a dick. So this whole book of Jeremiah is a really sad, miserable book that I hate. Uh, for those reasons, but you can grow in knowledge and wisdom. And I found in here a lot of prophecies of the future. So when you read about, um, like here, we're in Jeremiah 32, they shall be my people and I will be their God. Wow. That's a promise of the of future in Israel. This will happen kind of not that much, probably in, in some ways, not at all, to be honest, because they, they're what rebellious and they worship the devil and they halt between two opinions. Again, um, and you know, another thing we can learn is that after thousands of years in heaven, they still don't learn. They still don't learn after 3000 years in heaven, almost since the captivity has been thousands of years, you know, more than 2000, let's say, but some have been there 3000 or 4,000 years. And so they, those that were there longer, they saw some of these things. They saw what happened with the captivity and they spoke to men and women that came out of captivity and they're like, Oh, how was captivity? They're like, Oh, it's horrible. I lost my dick. I never fucked again. Oh, Weren't you in Babylon? Like, yeah, it was awful. I hated it. Well, Lucifer says it's great. So a lot of these men that lost their dick in captivity are so shameful and stupid that they actually want to go back to Babylon. They don't learn. So we would, we don't want to be like those men and women. We want to learn from these bad examples. So here's a, prof a prophecy of a new heaven and a new earth in chapter 38. In chapter 37, we have a prophecy of God gathering his people. So when we read this and we read through it real slow, we can have a lot of fun because we can just take any of these um, chapters and we can find all kinds of interesting things. So here's, an, let's go back to where we were. Let's do, let's do this one time before I finish the podcast. So God says here that God will gather his people out of all countries. Now in other places, he talks about all nations. So it's a really similar word, right? It's a different word, similar meaning. God will gather his people and he'll bring them again into Israel and they'll dwell safely. But he won't do it because they're righteous. He'll do it for his own namesake. They're going to profane God's name and ruin it. But eventually they shall be God's people and eventually he shall be their God. Now in the next verse, he says he will give them one heart. What that means is he's going to start writing things on men's hearts. And so they can think with their heart a little bit or something. So they'll learn about maybe God's law. That can be written on their heart. God, they're like, I might have, I forgot the law. Well, they can have it written on their heart if they're a dumb fuck. A lot of dumb fucks need God's law written on their heart because they're too dumb to remember it on their own. Uh, but also it's a promise and a prophecy of God's covenant of peace. Um, well, he'll put the, um, he'll write, that's called the covenant of peace, the, um, his law written on their heart. And the fear of the Lord. Now, the fear of the Lord isn't continual fear, uh, like fleeing from the Lord. The fear of the Lord is knowledge, understanding, and things like that, and wisdom stuff. But I don't want to get into that. It's kind of a surprise. But um, that's the, um, the the fear of the Lord written on their heart is a lot of that knowledge, happy stuff. It's not what people think. And that's the everlasting covenant when they have the fear of the Lord written on their heart.
So it's really cool. We can have a lot of fun with this, talking about prophecy. When we know the Bible really well, the book of Jeremiah can be somewhat joyful to read. But it's really sad. So when we're going through this whole book of Jeremiah, we get all the way to the end. We're like, thank God that miserable book was over. Just a bunch of dicks being cut off, a bunch of captivity and misery. But then you can also say there's joy because there's God's faithful promises and hope in the Lord and that God will gather his people even though they're stubborn, rebellious. That's what God says. I say they're obstinate. It's not the same. I spend a lot of time talking to them and you know, stubborn might mean that occasionally they just sit down and don't want to work. They don't want to go. You know, rebellious would be like they want to overthrow, like they wanted to overthrow um, uh, Moses. But obstinate is when uh, it's completely different. You can look up the uh, dictionary definition of the word obstinate, and it gives us a really clear um, um, description of my experience with them as I've um, known them for some time. Uh, men and women in heaven that are called Israel. And when we look up this word obstinate, this is a word that I very carefully and uh, honestly, I didn't want to choose it. Um, they refuse under all circumstances to do anything that's not stupid. They're obstinate. They're wrong. And they refuse to hear from anyone else. They plant their fucking feet in the, um, in the mud and then they pile concrete on their feet and then rocks on top of that. And they just refuse to be moved from their dumb opinions. They're like, well, I think worshiping the devil is great. Well, no, it isn't. What happened? Well, God said, we're going to burn in hell. Well, that sounds bad. They're not great. They're like, I think it's great. I'm like, okay, if you worship the devil and then you burn in hell, that's not great. They're like, I think it is great and you need to shut up. I mean, they're just, you're a stupid face. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Now you're just insulting me because you're going to burn in hell and you chose it. You, you chose your punishment again. They're just obstinate. They refuse to learn. They refuse to hear from anyone else and they'll argue it. So when we get through this book, um, there's, there's, we can go through it and we can say there's some joy, there's some happiness. But honestly, it's a fucking miserable book. Why? Because these men and women are miserable people to be around. They really are. They're absolutely fucking miserable to be around. And everyone who makes a deal with the devil is fucking miserable to be around. Everyone. They don't even like each other. They just sit the fuck around and have their dumb meetings in heaven. And then they're like, we have come to agreement. We will chode with you. Why don't you worship the devil? Every meeting they have, they ask me the same dumb goddamn question. Dale, why don't you worship the devil? The devil's retarded. They're like, okay, we'll have a meeting about it. Dale, why don't you worship the devil? The devil's incompetent. He can't do anything. He's not God. Well, they have a meeting about it. They come back, Dale, why don't you worship the devil? They're just mentally retarded like the devil. So they're obstinate. They refuse to learn. Um, you know, there's a funny thing I should have said when I did the Book of Job podcast. Lucifer was running around with his pants off. When God said, gird up now thy loins like a man, literally Lucifer's pants were off. That's how stupid that idiot is. He took his fucking pants off and was running around with his dick out. Angels never need to do this. Uh, angels are men, all right? And they have angel pants and the pants probably last forever. But from what I've seen over 6,000 years and more, angel pants never wear out. They don't, the stitching doesn't come out. They don't get stains or holes in them. Okay, they're fucking amazing pants. They can, angels can run really fast. Their pants don't wear out. They don't bind up, you know? It's like they're not elastic. They're like a stiff fabric. But then if an angel wants to kick or something, his pants don't tear, you know? It's like 
this really incredible angel pants. They're like superior to all pants that I know of, except for God's pants. God has pants that are superior to those. Uh, God sits on a throne and he wears a robe. Uh, and then when he stands up, it magically transforms into a shirt and pants. And no one can figure out how it happens. Because you can watch the whole thing and you're like, I don't even understand how that happened. You know? It's just fucking confusing. And God has confused. So God has confusing pants. <laughs> angels have angel pants. And also, angels, they don't drink water. They just eat twice per day. And they only need to piss about once per week. Uh, about every seven days or so. So, the only reason an angel would even slightly lower his pants is every seven days, he might piss somewhere. And that's it. That's the whole story. Angels go someplace where no one can see. They piss once per week. And that's the only time they ever need to remove their pants. The, they don't need to be married or anything else. They don't have sex. So here's Lucifer, possibly the worst angel, possibly the stupidest angel. Can't even figure out that God made him. He's an angel. He has an angel dick. And that goes in his angel pants. And Lucifer's running around with his fucking pants off. And probably his underpants as well. Possibly not. Sometimes he doesn't take his underpants off. He has angel underpants. And so he's just fucking running around in his fucking tidy whities with angel pants around his lower leg. And God's like, get up now, let thy loins like a man. Instead of running around with your pants down like a child. I mean, this is how stupid Lucifer is. There's other angels watching, and they're watching Lucifer, and they're like, what in the fuck is this wrong with this retarded idiot? He's a sodomite. He likes human sacrifice, child sacrifice. He likes, you know, wickedness and abomination. So when we read the, um, this book of Jeremiah, at least if you know the devil, maybe you can take a moment to laugh at him because he's an idiot. 